from the Willamette Valley in America's great Pacific Northwest. You are listening to the Ernest Mann Show, and I'm your host, Ernest Mann. No matter where you may be listening in this great, big, beautiful world, we all share. And wherever you are in this world, I hope life is treating you good. This is episode number 167. Belief systems spare the consequence and ruin the person. And that's exactly what we're going to be talking about are the consequences of having no consequences. This could be really tough. This could be brutal. So, if you have sensitive ears or sensitive perceptions, well, you might want to leave the room. I wanted to revisit an idea that's very old. You don't even remotely hear about it anymore. And I was wondering if it's something, if it's an idea that maybe we as a society uh, should consider reenacting because we have um, we have a runaway problem in our society with incompliance. Now let me clarify something. When I say incompliance, I'm not talking about necessarily knuckling down to the corporate agenda. As a matter of fact, I'm totally against that. But here's something that I think that should be given some serious consideration. If you look en masse, as far as organizations, groups, for instance, the military, a key component of that is discipline and chain of command. This is how we take young people and we have to instill uh, discipline. And this is, um, for some people, this can be extremely difficult, especially if those people haven't had any real discipline in their life. And when I say discipline, there's many different forms of discipline, of course. What I'm referring to here is instilling the understanding from a young age into a young person And it's a central core theme that would be really good to be incorporated into their life. And that is, actions have consequences, and there will be consequences. 
and discipline does that. But if you take away the penalty phase, then it is the purpose of discipline is meaningless. I mean, this is this is like having the the greatest firearm in the world. But if you take the firing pin out, it's pretty much useless. And there's no there's no difference as far as discipline is concerned. Now, for those of you out there who are currently or have in the past been in the military, you know what I'm talking about. And um, certain branches may be a bit more intense, let's say, in getting that idea across, and that if necessary, they will tear you completely down and build you back up again much stronger. That is one of the principal reasons why the people of our last great generation that is quickly going away from the 1940s, they understood this. They understood this, and the people who went through the hell of the Second World War, um, and also before that, the hell of the, uh, the Depression of the 1920s and 30s. It goes back to the old adage, that which doesn't kill me makes me stronger. And by stronger, I mean a better person, better character, having a pair, things of that nature. These things do not come automatically on their own. They have to be instilled. And if it's not done at home, one way or the other, it will be done somewhere else. But oftentimes, in uh, a much you know, more unpleasant circumstance. For instance, did you know that most offenders in prison who are, let's say, between the ages of 18 to 35, and this is as a demographic, if you don't look at it in terms of why they are in prison um, because of the various crimes or perhaps repeat crimes that they've committed, you find some very striking similarities in their behavior patterns. And they've studied this. They've been, I mean, it's human psychology because, you know, they want to know 
what they're dealing with. And so I've studied this a bit myself. And one of several striking features is a lack of cooperation. These are people who adamantly do not want to play by the rules. That also is a characteristic of psychopathy. Being utterly self-absorbed. Not wanting to be a team player. Now, to some people, especially if you are a listener who is listening right now and you're very young, and having been there myself, I still very strongly consider myself to be a nonconformist. But it is very important to pick your battles. It's very important to clearly understand what it is you're rebelling against. And if you don't even know that, well, that's big trouble. Because if you're just going around in life and you have an attitude and that attitude shows up, it's you can see it a mile away. I can see troubled kids and I can see troubled adults. And they have the same pattern. They have the same difficulty is that they do not conform at least to where they need to conform. See, conformity, um, especially recently, I'd say in the last 15, 20 years, it's gotten a really bad rap. Because there is this huge movement and woke is a symptom of that because it is unofficially a religion. And their whole mantra, you might say, is nonconformity to the point where, ironically, they're all conformist. Because it's, it's really silly. You can only non-conform to a certain point, and then when you're doing that, well, guess what? It's the ridiculousness and irony of being a non-conformist. Yes, I'm an individual. I'm a non-conformist, just like everyone else. Has its own built-in irony. Um... For example, yours truly. I remember very clearly. Um, I was saying some really bad words at a really young age in school. This was elementary school, mind you. And it was apparently so bad um, that the teacher held me over 
after school and I don't I either don't know if she did notify my parents or if she didn't or if she didn't have to don't know but I know what she did and she took me I was there all by myself all the other kids had left and she took me into the art room and she proceeded to make me wash my mouth out with soap And if you tried to do that today, you would have every lawsuit being faced by the school department, the education department, God only knows who. It would be a shitstorm. This is what happens when you can have no one really in a position to do any corrective measures or discipline. Everything has been subjugated to the care of the state. And you see, ultimately, the state as an entity, although it can serve some very good functions, for instance, like necessary uh, immunizations, there are certain things en masse that the state is great at. But when it comes to this particular incident and shutting down certain procedures that should have been followed, then not so good. But that's what happened to me. That was just one incident. But you know what? Never said another bad word in her classroom again. <laughs> See how that works? It does work. Now, I'm not saying to that extent it will work for every single people. Because when you have to manage people, you have to do what is best for the greatest societal good but you can't necessarily expect it's a ridiculous expectation to have any kind of uh, situation where every single student will respond in a positive manner or that every single student for instance would um, respond at all but I did and vast majority of kids that I knew, they knew what, te what teachers were a soft touch. Kids are amazingly smart in that respect. And they, as they creep into adolescence, that's when they can really become shits. And if you're a parent out there listening to me, you know what I'm saying is true and if you're a young adult maybe you'll think back and remember and if you have even the slightest amount of introspection you'll say yeah i shouldn't have i shouldn't have did that thing i was i was really being i was being a shit so 
Got my mouth out, washed out with soap. Um, couldn't do that today. Um, there'd be a million lawsuits. It would be in God only knows where it would go viral. There would be just endless lawsuits. And then there would be a team, a team jockeying for position to help that wounded child. My God, these psychological damage that he's going to suffer for the rest of his life. <clears throat> well, I didn't turn out perfect, but uh, yeah, I didn't, didn't turn out too bad. I had other things, other incidents, but the point is, I never cursed again in those very early years. Never again did I curse in class. And I sure as hell did not curse at Miss Williams. And probably, I'm guessing, Miss Williams is long, long gone. If not, she would be very old. But if by some miracle you were listening, Miss Williams, I want to tell you. Thank you. I was a rotten little shit and I deserved it. Now, back in 1994, I believe it was, there was another little shit. But this little shit, he got international attention. Because um, this little shit was a rich businessman, entrepreneur's son, who happened to be visiting in the Philippines. His name was Michael Fay. And this little shit decided to um, vandalize a car by using spray paint. And... At least at that time, if not now, um, they are pretty, uh, well, they're pretty sane society. And um, they caught him and um, he didn't get a slap on the wrist. He got a caning. He got a caning with a rattan cane. And a rattan cane is extremely painful. That means in their jurisdiction, this little shit, he got his ass whooped. Now, it was only four lashes. Um, they had prescribed six. And then the U.S. got involved and his father being... You know, rich businessman who has investments in that country. Yeah, there was a whole shitstorm throughout the U.S. And it was very controversial. And they even tried to drag Bill Clinton into it. And he didn't want to horse around with this shit. He was, you know, too busy spending quality time with uh, Monica. But anyway, um... Yep, he got the caning, and he only got four, and I remember 
that me and my friends were happy because we had an entirely different 180 degree um, perception of what you can and cannot do in society. Now, I'm not going to sit here and say by any stretch because I was a shit myself. But there were limits. And it came with the uh, understanding uh, what something once used to be referred to that was called values. And they were instilled in me because you see the environment that I came from, unlike today, is something which kind of goes hand in hand with, with this because they, they kind of interlock is the fact that, well, you know, there's so many stupid people. Why do you think there are so in the world? Why do you think in the U.S., why, why are there so many fucking stupid kids that do stupid things? We occasionally had stupid kids that did stupid things. But, I mean, not as prevalent, not, not even having any semblance of responsibility and if you're not showing that, if you're not able to begin demonstrating that clearly by adolescence, as an adult, you're in big trouble. I am very thankful for the disciplines, the several disciplines that I received, and the shame and feeling, the shame that comes with it, you know, and it's a shame because when you've when you've been a a boy, and you know, as the saying says, boys will be boys, and you've been a nasty shit, and you, you know, you were screwing on the neighbors, screwing up with the neighbors' property, or just being an aggravating shit. Well. It didn't take mom and dad long to um, readjust that attitude. And I'm not saying that I was confined to my room. Mm -mm. So that's what I mean by being a different world in that now think about this. You adults out there, if you got kids. If this matters to you, think about the implications that so much power and control has been turned over and given to the state. You can't even, it's a non-choice, you can't even discipline your children even if you wanted to because someone would report you in a heartbeat you would have the stormtroopers of Child Protective Services knocking your door down because you dared to discipline your own child. So what I'm going to say that I feel is going to make, I know several people, if, if I'm by any miracle lucky enough to have a few of the more wokish, liberalish kind of mindset people that that your your head 
You know, you might want to leave the room because your head may just blow off your shoulders. But kids occasionally need to have their ass beat. There. I said it. Look, the world didn't end. Um, things must be done to install and instill discipline. And if you were in the military, you know what I'm talking about. So, there is an, another saying, and I have personally found this to be true. I cannot remember who it was at the moment off the top of my head. I simply can't. But they said, I know the quote, which was, suffering is good for the soul. Well, um, I can certainly testify to that. Perhaps not nearly as much as others, but I've had my share of pain and sorrow. And so my remaining life mission in my years is to not have any more pain and sorrow or to try to minimize that. And one way that you do that is by, hmm, let me see, stop doing stupid shit. Stop being stupid. So, when you um, live in Singapore and you are very young and you do stupid shit, you get your ass caned. And there's all the screaming and maybe some crying or something, but no, you get your ass caned. This, there are many, many factors behind um, the cause of this change. And I don't have enough time in this broadcast to go into that. But let's just say it is in a whole host of various industries' interest to have these mobs and mobs and endless mobs of undisciplined, stupid people running around. In other words, for them, it is a direct benefit. And so, that is one of the several reasons why you cannot even control your children. We now have children. Six, seven, eight, nine, whatever it's, you know, taking out guns and going in schools and shooting people. And a whole host of other things at home. Because here is a ship. Every house, every home, with the hopefully with the parents in it, but because they cannot control their own destiny, because they have chosen to put that burden on the state, and they say, the hell with this, I, I, I just don't want to deal with this. Here, you, 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 you take care of it. Because they don't want to think. 
And so we made that Faustian bargain many decades ago, and now the proverbial chickens have come home to roost. Because, see, to put this mildly, um, a society of not only dumb people, but undisciplined dumb people that are getting dumber and fatter and slower every year, every generation. It spirals down, just like water down the tube. I am the lone voice here trying to paddle in the opposite direction and hollering and calling out to you and saying, hey, over here. So, when I said, spare the consequence and ruin the person, I mean that quite literally because people that don't understand the consequence of their actions... And there is no real penalty. Um, that's the way they're going to go through life. And that is just, in and of itself, is crazy. And you look around, and then they scream, and then they break down. And the slightest, the slightest winds or rains or trauma of life that's going to hit anyway, the stormy seas of life, and they just, they just collapse. They just, they're just fucking hope they collapse. And they want to run home to mommy or daddy. Mommy, mommy, help me. I can't help this emotionally. I, oh, oh, oh. That was not the generation that we had all those years ago. Because if we did, if that was the case, we wouldn't probably be here right now. Or, if we were here, and that would have failed, we'd all probably be speaking German. I believe that if we don't turn this around very rapidly and heed what is being said, and it's telling you that just in life itself. Life is saying that. It's saying, what the hell are you doing? So you got to have discipline. And sometimes kids need to have their ass beat. And um, the particulars of all this, how much... For this offense, how much for this, how much for that. I'm not, I'm not at this moment, I'm not going to sit here and try to break all that down. There are people eminently more qualified than I am to do so. But as a general framework, at least I know and I recognize, and I'm not afraid to say what needs to be done. And that is what needs to be done. That is not the entirety of what needs to be done, but it's a pretty it's a pretty big part of it. And I believe that the sooner that we consider this and get rid of the notion 
of turning our children over to the nanny state um, to want to just take care of them. Because the truth of the matter is this, whether you want to admit it or not, the state will never, ever, ever love your children like you can love your children. And therefore, it stands to reason within limits that the raising of your children should be your damn business. Well, what did you think about that? I'd really like to hear what you have to say. So go on over to my website, theearnestmanshow.com, and put down your two cents worth. And while you're there, please feel free to listen to any and all the episodes you like. Plus, check out the other interesting things on my website. Until next time, this is Ernest saying take care. I'm out of here.